This is Alpha Geek Radio. You are listening to The Signal, Season 10, Episode 4, live show at Dragon Con 2014. I'm Les. And I'm Carrie. Oh, I'm I'm Anna. <laughs> I'm Craig. Yay! I'm Andy. Yay! I'm Kara. Well, that makes me Kevin. <laughs> wow! If I had known this was the reaction I was going to get, I, I would have announced myself all over the con earlier. <laughs> <laughs> So for our regular listeners, you may notice we have some familiar faces from uh, seasons um, past. Faces? Faces, voices. well, voices. <laughs> My there voice is too pretty for radio. There are people can see our faces, so it is perfectly legitimate to say that. Yeah, but okay. ten years it's been audio. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, familiar voices. So we have Kevin, Kara, and Anna. Oh, did you forget for a second? <laughs> Kevin Kara and that woman that one down there because like a I mile from her. What is her damn name? Can we be explicit, please? <laughs> <laughs> Who have kindly, kindly, <laughs> yes, agreed <laughs> to come back and help us with our show. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Editor, please leave that. <laughs> Two cards for Carrie for those listening to audio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> okay. So we figured that with this being 10 o'clock Monday morning at Dragon Con, <laughs> what a better time than this to learn some Chinese. Yes. Welcome once again speaking. to How to Speak Chinese, the language course which teaches you Mandarin using only that which is found in Firefly and Serenity. It's so enjoyable to be here giving a lesson once again to the live audience here at DragonCon. We'll have one more episode of How to Speak Chinese in our regular podcast, but I thought I'd give a short lesson, which I know you all can manage. This lesson centers on the new Firefly board game and a couple of Chinese words that appear as characters in the Chinese writing system known as Hanzi. These words appear in the game in two places. The characters are written in a green circle and have similar meanings but are slightly different. The first character appears under the cards which represent the jobs that a player undertakes. This is the ideograph for Hua, which means words or language. So this has to do with the ability to talk your way through a deal. Try it. Repeat after me. Hua. 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 That wasn't very satisfying. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. Hua. 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 Oh, very, very good. <laughs> the second appears... The second character appears on the cards representing the crew members themselves. This is who? Try it. Repeat after me. And really try to repeat after me. (laughs) Who? 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 Oh, 
that's much better. After several years, I think you're trying to getting to the hang of some of these. Now, we've had Hua and Hu. Before I hear any references to Abbott and Costello, I'd like to remind you this is a serious pedagogical exercise. Thank you. Hu is a word root or morpheme which can compose such words as mistake or confusion. The verb shuo means to speak, so when you combine these words into hu shuo, it means to talk nonsense or speak drivel. Yes, that's right, it refers to a character's negotiating skills. Saffron, for example, has very high negotiating skills, but not as high as Inara's. I just have one more phrase. Think of it as a reward for participating. Here it is. This is Long Da Hui. We'll put it in pieces that you can uh, digest. Da Hui. Da Hui. Long, long, long da hui. Long da hui. That means Dragon Con. <laughs> Thank you very much. Until next time, zai jian. Craig, I love how nice you were about telling us that we suck when we tried that the first time. Politeness is very important. <laughs> You're so polite. You know, Craig, your voice, it just makes me go weak in the knees whenever I hear it. It's so hard sitting next to you. Well, it's good that, it's good that you're sitting down there, isn't it? What happens at cons stays at cons. It's true. I think that's like a golden rule or something. Okay. Well, coming up next... Nope. Tell me what to do. You can go. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll do this. Oh, is it me? Don't fix this. I'll no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not me. I'll, I'll just explain the pound to carry quickly. Let's just keep going. <laughs> there, there's some Anna paper is struggles. going to bring us up to date with a where are they now? So, um, I don't know how many of you listened to Diary of a Companion when I was on The Signal. That was Woo! the um, show I wrote for the show. <laughs> the segment I wrote for the show, that makes more sense. Anyway, um, one of the things that is so fun about writing that is kind of thinking about where the characters are now. At you know, at the end of the series, they were uh, Carly, the main companion. Uh, I guess I should find out, how many of you are actually com like familiar with Diary of a Companion? Cause, okay, all right, that's good. All right, so a few of you. I never know. So, <laughs> um, anyone anyway. with Curry familiar with What's that? Just checking the menu. Yeah. <laughs> any of the crew? But it's kind of fun to think about where the characters are now. And um, uh, one of my favorite characters to write was Lydia, and it was because she was so precocious and just really. I always thought that if I was going to write another series about companions, I would write about Lydia because she just. 
I knew she was going to be interesting and she was going to have an interesting life. Um, but I really see her as uh, having become uh, a high priestess in the guild and um, and really going on to be an, um, one of those companions that get written down in the history books as somebody who was diplomatic and, and had influence and just was amazing. And um, so that's kind of where I see her now. Um, and yeah, I guess I could say that Carly and Foster did end up together uh, <laughs> because that was kind of obvious. Yes, obviously I was going there, but um, it took a while to get there. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm really not prepared. <laughs> um, it was really hard for me to think of where they would be because I wasn't sure how much time had passed and, and all this. But I, I really, um, it's really... I love that series. I'm just going to kind of talk, I guess. I, I really, Go for it. I love it. I, I, it's one of the f my most favorite things that I've ever written. And um, I really approached it from the perspective of we have Yosef Bridge, and she did not come from money. I don't know if you – I mean, you can tell she kind of had a hard scrabble life, and somehow she got trained to be a companion. We don't know how that happened. We don't know that process. But Carly was kind of the <laughs> – uh, what would happen if somebody who did not come from a wealthy family, who did not come from a family with influence, uh, became uh, went into training to become a companion? And so that so Yosafridge was really the the inspiration for that, and so and Carly was kind of the nicer Yosafridge in my in my mind. She was not as um, I will cut you first. <laughs> like, uh, but um, so that's kind of where that went, and and that's where that's where Carly came from, and so, but all the characters really were um, really a lot of fun to write. It was just a great series to write, and if you guys have any questions, please feel free to ask me. I'm you know I'm I'm sure you haven't thought about this series in a while, so uh, don't feel obligated. But <laughs> otherwise, I'm just gonna ramble. Um, any, any of you guys have questions? Because well, I guess this is not a question for you. Okay. But about um, the, the this is one of the ones that we have up as a standalone series, right? Available mm -hmm. for direct download. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you would like to go back and listen to it from beginning to end, you have the opportunity to do that. Um, Without all that other annoying signal <laughs> content. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, just be, and it was me and Miranda. Who did the um, the voices? Miranda, I thought would be a perfect choice to do um, the young Carly, and she did such a great job. Um, the first time she read for it, I was like, "Nope, that's it. That's that's the voice of Carly when she's young. That's it." Uh, so that was really easy when it um, when it happened. I had always when I was writing it, I kind of heard Miranda's voice while I was writing it, but I um, I didn't want to assume that she wanted to take on the role of um, something she would have to you know be committed to you know. Um, so I put it out to who would like to read this and, um, and when Miranda spoke up I was like yes that's great that's, that's what I wanted so it was um, it was a lot of fun actually I really I, I will be honest I go back and listen to it because I just am so proud of it and so um, it's, it's exciting to me that so many people enjoyed it and, um, and it's really uh yeah, like I said, it's one of the my most favorite things that I've written. It's, uh, yeah, really proud of it. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> awesome. Thanks it's okay, sir. You can come and sit down.
We don't bite. Okay. <laughs> so let's think. What's her name at the end down here? <laughs> Anna. I mean, apparently her name is Anna, as according to my cheat sheet. <laughs> um, nope. Yep. One of the best series we've done, and so thanks for chatting about it. Yeah. Um, coming up next, we have our news from Kara. <laughs> okay. Hi. <clears throat> Good morning. This is morning news from BSNN, Blue Sun News Network. I'm Kara Helgren, obviously. Um, the threat level on Ariel has been raised from vermilion to taupe this morning over concerns of black market beagles flooding the planet. Fears the threat level could be raised to grape are being actively swa- squashed by the local government. No word yet on how local animal shelters are preparing for the possible influx of annoying little dogs, but small children are already bugging the crap out of their parents. (laughs) (laughs) A recently developed terraforming technology is making its way up a new market street. The fish cannon, which comes with a variety of attachments, has seen demand tail off in recent months in the wake of that whole Miranda Planet thing. (laughs) Planet Depot, a subsidiary of Blue Sun Corp, is hoping it will make a big splash in the water feature and as seen on the Cortex markets. No word on if the trout trebuchet will follow. (laughs) Five new species of flying monkey were discovered on the planet Whittier by researchers this month. When asked how this could affect her plans to get Dorothy and her little dog too, the Wicked Witch of West Whittier had no official comment. Unofficially, she cackled like a total creep. (laughs) The newest CEO of Blue Sun Snacks is already under fire from the Alliance Food and Drug Administration over the popular Fruity Odie Bar. A recent random screening by the AFDA found a high concentration of body parts per million, far exceeding the administration's daily recommended allowance. However, in a recent taste test by the Reviews United to Eat People, or REAP, the Fruity Odie Bar still came out at number one. (laughs) This has been your morning news from the Blue Sun News Network. Okay, this is where it was all going to go wrong, isn't it? It's totally going to go wrong. I'm sorry, but I... I, I went through that a little fast, um, but oh, I'm, I will say, the fish cannon, five new species of flying monkey, um, were all real. Those are things that I got from real news. <laughs> so you can now buy your very own. Well, you can't buy your own fish cannon, but um, <laughs> you get a salmon cannon though. It was a salmon cannon, yeah, specifically for salmon. They might come out with a trout trebuchet later. I don't know. Um, I'm sure they'll come out with a whole marketing line. Is my guess where you have, like, say, the salmon cannon, the trout trebuchet, maybe a, a flounder flapper. I don't know. A coho um, catapult. Ooh. A coho catapult. Ca- coho catapult, yes. A coho catapult would also be... I mean, it could be a whole fish-flinging line. Yeah. Because nothing's better than flung fish. It's true. I mean... It tenderizes it perfectly. You get a right. bat- battered flying oh. fish? Battered flying fish? <laughs> <laughs> it's already bad. Nobody else. It, no. You need okay. a battering <laughs> ram for that. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> that was awful. Wow. Now I think now we've hit that level. It would be a perfect time to move on to the. Uh, <laughs> oh God. See, these were. I I told you these jokes were all untried. I, I didn't try them on anybody. I thought they were. They were very trying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I tried them. I tried one on a guy in line at Starbucks. But the fish can? A little bit. He was trapped. No, actually, it was. Um, I, I tried the blue sun snacks on him. Yeah, and yeah, but he, he couldn't. He couldn't go anywhere. He yeah, had no, to he couldn't. There. He was very <laughs> polite. Much like our audience did he, here. Did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> it the was doors sort of are a, locked. Oh, that, that was that was funny. I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Now it's time. Sorry, now it's time to move on. I did hear a couple people out there laugh. So, yeah. oh, okay. thank you to those people. Those couple of people who uh, laughed. And if you uh, come see us at the end, you'll get paid. That's uh, great. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You get your nickel back. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now it's really time. <laughs> Quick, move on. <laughs> we have a, d- a dramatic presentation entitled "Plan A," written by Jill Arroway. So, Star- so I was just said before we start the play, just make you aware there are some scripts out amongst you. So, if you haven't got one, try and find one with some words on, because it might be useful. Um, and also, there will be some special effects required during this production. Um, as you can see, I've gone to great expense to prepare. So um, when you see these things, like crash, you have to make like a crashy-type noise. This, we'll we'll, we'll fix this in post-production. It'll be fine. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite too sure how we're going to do tape noise, but, you know, it's all good. It's all good. You folks are creative. You'll come up with something. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, guys. Come on. Okay, so so I can go now? Yeah, yeah, go. Sure. Okay. Plan A, written by Jill Arroway, starring Kevin Batchelder as Malcolm Reynolds, Craig as the operative, Carrie as Dr. Karen, Les, myself, as the Hungry Reaver, <laughs> and everyone as the Reaver Chorus. <clears throat> There are a lot of innocent people in the air being killed right now. You have no idea how true that is. I know the secret, the truth that burned up River Tam's brain. Rest of the verse is going to know it too, because they need to. Do you really believe that? I do. Are you willing to die for your belief? No, are you insane? Uh, But... uh, Tell you what. Let's just make friends and walk away. There's no need for all this aggravation. I can't let you broadcast that tape. What, this old thing? It's just a bunch of reruns of Dr. Horrible's sing-along wave. I was going to watch, that's all. Well, then, give the tape to me. And miss all that Captain Hammer action? No way. That tape contains River Tam's secret. I know, Mr. Universe told me. Oh, him? He was just joshing. He's always fooling around. He's just having this little joke. He told me you can't stop the signal. He was wrong, of course. I killed him. What would you do a thing like that for? He was just playing a little game is all. You know, can't stop the signal. And what does that even mean, anyway? What were you doing on Miranda? No, you got that part wrong. We weren't on Miranda. We just got lost is all. Why don't we just kiss and make up? I still want River Tam. Oh, wait. That's she over there. (laughs) 
course, that wasn't exactly plan A. Oh, man, sorry, there was a bang there. <laughs> <laughs> bang. 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 <laughs> bang. Of course, that wasn't exactly plan A. Okay, then. Now let's broadcast this tape. Willy or click. Good work, everyone. That's fantastic. If I can do this dramatically enough. <clears throat> I have to be quick. About a tenth of the percent of the population has had the opposite reaction to the PACs. Their aggressor response increased beyond madness. They have become. <laughs> Bang. No. Oh, sorry, crash. <laughs> Well, they've killed most of us. And not just killed, they've done things. That was a horse. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. Rides across the, the nation, the thoroughbred of sin. He's got the application that you just sent in. He needs evaluation, so let the games begin. A heinous crime and show of force A murder would be nice, of course Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse He's bad The evil leader Reavers is watching, so beware We'll roast you in the battle Each of such tartar Make the bad horse lethal Or step into our lair Get the saddle up, there's no recourse It's high ho silver Bad horse Bad horse Yum dinner Now that was plan A the end. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Wow. That, that actually went well. <laughs> That's because we no rehearsed it all night long. I think your standards are shifting a little. Night and day. Mm-mm. I mean, given the complete <laughs> road crash that oh, was right. to be. We haven't rehearsed it. We're just that good. And the audience knew that. I could tell. Yeah. yeah. But you guys are fantastic. <laughs> I have been practicing my ego all my life. But, <laughs> Kari, you need to get your head around the difference between crash and bang. They're written quite differently. I'm crash, bang, boom. college for that. Crash, bang, boom. There were no booms. No, there weren't any booms. What were the booms? There was no booms in the script. Oh, post. Gotcha. Post. <laughs> we, we, we can, we can it's going to sound so much better on the recording. <laughs> I hope so. Would you like a boom now? Ooh. Can we do a boom? Can we do a boom? Can we do a boom? Everybody? One, two, okay. three. Boom! Oh, that was pretty good. Yay! Okay, Thanks. great. Right. Happy I now? made my morning, yes. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Go on. Are you, are you done talking? Yeah, I'm done talking. You okay, great. Are you sure? All right. Sorry. Kara? No. <laughs> You're going to get your chance to talk. Because, coming up next, because this is our, uh, <coughs> cry cry, final live episode, and it's our final season, um, we are going to take this time for our returning crew members and our existing crew members to take a minute or two and just talk about what their favorite part of being part of the signal has been for the last 10 years. So, uh, we will start with Kevin. No pressure. Um well, I've got a couple of memories that, that really cemented for me. I, I had heard about DragonCon for many years and considered coming, but I didn't know anybody who had came to it. I didn't know if I'd fit in or what have you. I've been a lifelong geek, and I don't have many geek friends in my, shall we say, real world. So I had known about it. And then I joined the Signal crew in the summer of 2005, shortly like one or two episodes after the show started. And um, I found out that uh, a lot of the 
Firefly cast were going to be here in 2005, shortly before Serenity came out later that month. And Carrie and Les mentioned they were going to come to the con. So I'm like, well, if there was ever time to do it, let's do it. So I came to Dragon Con and didn't know a soul. I had never even met the two of them, never even talked to them. It was just through <laughs> emails. Uh, and I remember we met up in the lobby of the Hyatt that first day of con. Tried to, we said that's where we were going to meet. And to talk about, as many of you know, coming to con, overwhelming. Um, it was great to get a chance to meet them. And then we got together with some other podcasters. Um, uh, didn't really know them, but met them. And then uh, after we were chatting in the room, uh, we mentioned that, oh, one of the Firefly panels is going to start. And we didn't know anything about lines. Thought, oh, it's a few minutes ahead of time. We'll get down, no problem. Got down there and saw this line about, um, as many of you know, a you know, million Around miles long. <laughs> and Swoopy was with us from Skepticality. And as we're walking, starting to walk the line, she goes, signal crew here, signal crew. And all of a sudden, everybody was letting us in the, cut the line. <gasps> and it was just the brown coats and them being willing to do that was just an amazing experience right off the bat. It was such a great introduction to the con. And, and the brown coat fandom again, just showing how wonderful they were. And uh, the other uh, great memory I, I have to share was early on when we first started doing these live shows, um, Carrie really wanted us to rehearse. <laughs> we had to get together multiple times at the con ahead of time to review scripts and to review our game plan. I remember sitting in hallways going over things. We had to be like, you know, this finely tuned machine. And after a couple of years, She's like, nah, we just get there and show up and do it. So it was just a lot of fun just, just hanging out and being friends and doing stuff like that. It's just been an amazing ride. How much did we rehearse for today? We, uh, we spent the whole drone coming. We had to do a single panel, four days straight. We flew in early on Thursday and just rehearsed the I, shit out of this. Yeah. No, this is, this is all completely rehearsed. Yeah. Clearly. Rehearsed. Even our ad hoc banter right here. Right, right yeah. We wrote this down mm -hmm. and we practiced this for hours. But, uh, uh, but Kevin, weren't we kind of the, the drug that pushed you over the edge too? Because you're doing like, you know, 57 panels at Dragon Con <laughs> and run eight podcasts now. Well, both the signal and that first year at Dragon Con got me totally hooked. I mean, I yes, I now do multiple podcasts in the geek genre. I, I think this weekend I'm speaking on, I think, 12 panels. Five different tracks. I, you know, I watch a lot of shows. Love geekdom, and it is just such a rush to do something like this with other geeks and be able to talk to them, meet new panelists, meet new folks in the audience. Uh, so yeah, every year I volunteer for a lot. So I, the only downside is I don't have as much time to hang out with folks, uh, and I, a lot of the times it's passing in the hallway. But I just love that rush of getting involved and, and meeting new folks. I mean, the con to me, I, I look forward to it 364 days a year until I get here. Kevin, I really appreciate. I just wanted to appreciate, extend my appreciation for your um, introduction to new newbies, newbies to the con. I really appreciate that service you're, well, you're giving you. to lots and lots of people. Um, thank you. Yeah, uh, that's and that's the thing. Same thing. It built out of the fact that you know, telling so many people about the con, who wanted to come, and there's so much to learn. Mm -hmm. We started up the dragon, or I started up the Dragon Con newbies group a couple of years ago, and we now do tours and a Dragon Con 101. And it was great this year. The convention officially supported us and gave us room space to do it and published it in the Daily Dragon. So last year, the tour went from a little less than 50 people to we had close to 400 shows oh, this year. Terrific. Yeah, we, we actually were going somewhere, and there were 
lines of people and like they were being led by people with orange meg megaphones <laughs> yes. and so there'd be one group come through and they would stop and they would say this is where the blood drive is <laughs> and this way goes to the peach tree center and blah, blah, blah and then they would head off and then five minutes later another group would come <laughs> through and i was like oh my god this is crazy <laughs> but and another thing is is you don't all only have to be completely unfamiliar with the dragon with dragon con to join the group mm -hmm. um i would highly suggest joining it because you can offer your insights and you'll learn stuff too things that you didn't know that other people know and um it's a really great group on the on the facebook page on their facebook page is just great yeah i just kind of play cat herder to keep the group okay but it's the rest of the group 1200 members plus that like anna said just share their experience so everybody gets to learn whether brand new or not so it's another example of how great this community is Oh, okay. <clears throat> so it's my turn then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, you're sitting next to Kevin, so. <laughs> Point out the obvious. We're very linear here. <laughs> it was in the planning, remember? It oh, it was? Yeah, yeah, we rehearsed this. Right, I rehearsed this. <laughs> That's why we're in alphabetical order. <laughs> oh, we, we are? <laughs> Don't stop to go through the alphabet oh, now. Oh, we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Carrie, you're an awful straight man. You're just terrible. <laughs> we rehearse those awkward pauses too. We count <laughs> to yeah. Yeah, the final edited shows go about three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna have to edit out all these really awkward pauses, like that one. Um, no, I, I was I did that on purpose. Oh, <laughs> it's the only one. Um, Okay, so I joined the crew in, when, when did I join the crew? Does anybody remember? I think it was 2009. Mm -hmm. ish, yes, ish, ish. Yeah. ish. So 2009-ish. So I was on the crew from 2009 to about the end of 2010, 2011-ish. Um, <clears throat> everything's ish for me. Uh, and I feel like I am doing really badly at this. It's a good, okay, okay. I don't have any jokes. Deep breath. <gasps> you don't have to. <sighs> Thank you. I don't have to be funny. Um, because I'm not. So I was on the crew for a couple of years. I think, let's see. Actually, um, I actually some of my favorite memories are before I joined the crew. Because I came to Dragon Con a couple of years before I joined the crew. And uh, came to the live shows. And enjoyed those greatly. Especially with all of your, your hard dedication to uh, perfection. perfection and and to uh, <laughs> rehearsing a lot before before the show. See, it paid off, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice anything. <clears throat> and um, and so I, coming to the to the live crew shows was actually a lot of fun and um, getting to sort of meet the cast and crew and um, meeting Carrie. I actually met most of you. I actually, yeah, I yeah, met here. you here. <laughs> and Carrie lives in the same state as me. <laughs> and I met her here. So it was, uh, actually, it's been a lot of uh, memories of Dragon Con, along with a lot of memories of the signal. Um, and let's see, what? I think uh, some of my, my favorite parts of the signal, though, were the how to speak Chinese. <laughs> I really love the how to speak Chinese. Um, <laughs> because Craig is really polite uh, and about telling you know people who aren't there that they kind of suck at repeating the language <laughs> back to him, which I always found kind of funny. And I must admit, having your very like 
very polite voice talk about like excrement from an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes, you know, it makes excrement funny. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, what else do you want me to say? We're fixing this in post, right? Yes. Okay. Maybe. So this will this will be about ten seconds long. Then. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Miranda to dub over you. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda will dub over me. She's much better at this than I am. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm gonna insert an awkward pause here and then throw it to Carrie. And done. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So for me, I've been with the podcast pretty much the whole time. I think I'll. I started with the second episode, mm-hmm. less co- or solo hosted the first episode. Um, and for me, the podcast has been a great vehicle to just meeting people. So I'm, for whatever reason, maybe it's my upgrading. My dad was in the Army, so we moved all the time. And it just seems that since I graduated from high school and graduated from college and graduate school, I've moved a lot. And what the podcast did was when I ended up moving from California to Oregon, I got to Oregon and I had an, a set of friends established with, with Eugene Browncoats. And I was like, this is awesome. My friend Aaron, who's sitting in the front row, um, we worked at the same place and we became friends because one of the girls who was, in my, who was working in our department knew her, knew she was a huge Firefly fan and says, oh my gosh, you have to meet my friend Erin. She's a great fan. And Erin comes up and says, holy crap, you're Carrie from The Signal. (laughs) And we read her email, I think, on our second show. So it was like, it was just karma, basically. So for me, that's just been the biggest benefit to this podcast is just we come to DragonCon and meet a bunch of people. I knew Kara and Anna and Christine from DragonCon, but they live in Portland. And so I lived in Eugene for five years knew them for three of those five years, never saw them in Oregon. Yeah. It was always Atlanta. So, and now I live in Portland and we're all together and it's fantastic. But I, again, I moved to another place and there's this, in, there's this set of people that are just there and they know me through the podcast and I don't have to feel all lonely and stuff. Well, so. we also all live in the same neighborhood. Ish. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> We do all live in the northern part of Portland. <laughs> is it the Firefly neighborhood? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I can see her house Eventually. from my house. See, the, the plan is by the end of the next two or three years, we'll all be living in the same house. <laughs> or we have a block of houses and we've just dug tunnels in between them. So it's going to be like the brown coat retirement home. <laughs> yes. It's going to be basically like habit trails. It's going to be like Dragon Con year-round, only houses. Yeah, that right. fell flat. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any... The the podcast has just been super fun, and it's been fun to be there through a lot of the changes, because as most of you know, we change over our crew almost yearly. Um, so to be kind of one of the old-timers, it's kind of fun. It's kind of neat to have all the memories. Dragon Con's always a big part of the memories of The Signal, because the live shows are always really fun. We, we meet a lot of the musicians, so people like Mikey Mason and Mark Gunn and um, you know Marion Call, who's done a bunch of Serenity Firefly-type songs. and um, So that's always been, that's always kind of fun to do, to meet and meet those people. So it's opened a lot of doors to do with the podcast, so it's great. I don't know if I talk long enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. you can talk a lot. Uh, I can. Talk a lot, Andy. It's talk Andy's a lot. So it all started 
when I was 10 years old. And, uh, <laughs> no. Um, so I, we don't know. He's only 20 right now. Yeah, I just aged a lot. Um, uh, it, I mean, I was, uh, oh God, was it a couple of weeks ago? Uh, it was my fifth anniversary on the Signals, and it's been five years. And, um, and yeah, I mean, for, for me, same sort of things for the others. You know, I've made so many friends and met so many people and done so many things I never would have done if it hadn't been for the, for the signal. Um, in terms of um, memories and stuff, I mean, I, I started off on the crew doing editing and I remember how bad some of my first bits of editing were, and, but I got lots of helpful feedback from Jill and from other people. <laughs> from <Jill>. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't want to see the inside of the sausage factory. <laughs> um, but it's good. I mean, it's just, it's all about, as we said before, we joke aside, it's about standards and, and quality and stuff. And, you know, there's a bar and um, we, we try very hard within the crew to maintain that that level. Except um, all the Con. rehearsing yeah. at Dragon Con. Except for Dragon Con. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so, um, so yeah, so mainly just doing um, um, the sort of editing and occasionally dubious bits of voice acting. Um, but um, I think, was it, my favourite moment really is a couple of years back when we were doing, when we did the end of year, the one, the sort of the Christmas special thing where it was live from the con. And um, that came about because a few months before we were having a discussion around what could we do for the end show. And I was sort of like, hey, we could do this great idea when the crew all like at a con because Dragon Con's really fun and we could do that as like a. And, you know, everyone was like, well, that's a great idea. So you go produce that then. It's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's, you know, for me, I. I um, I really love that one because it was, um, you know, in, you know. I think it was the last one that Anna was at and Kara, you were at for, for that uh, episode, and uh, Helen was on that one as well. And yeah, it was like, yeah, a bunch of folks that was there. Um, yeah, we had Nick back for that as well, and yeah, it was a really fun, absolute nightmare to produce. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and poor Nick. I mean, just apologies to Nick now because you should have heard the edits because you got Nick trying to record a take where he's changing from being, you know. Uh, Mr. Spall, back to the actor playing Mr. Spall, back to Austin in the audience talking about Mr. Spall, and Nick's like try to switch between all these different lines and voices, and um, yeah, the edit got a bit colourful in part. Uh, <laughs> like most people, if anyone on the crew ever edited Nick, it gets a bit colourful sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just had lots of yeah you know, fond memories of putting that one together and uh, yeah and editing it and everything and that was that was for me a one of my my favourite moments because it was the first thing I produced you know um, and that sort of sticks in your head and also the fact that if you come up with a good idea then try and get someone else to suggest it I think is <laughs> <laughs> why so they get stuck with all the work yeah 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 definitely so you um, don't have good ideas unless you're ready to take them on yourself <laughs> yeah that sort of comes with being on the crew doesn't yeah. it <laughs> or, or tell somebody hey that idea that you had that was great so that they think it was their idea and then they do it yeah but, I mean, uh, not that I've done that before. But no, I mean, it, it's been a blast. I mean, I, I it, it, it's just, it's really weird. I mean, I just have memories of being away on business trips and being sat on coaches and things and stuff, traveling to and from airports and stuff, listening to the signal on my phone and stuff. And, you know, and it's really weird going from listening to it to being part of it. And uh, it, it's, it's already strange, that whole thing. Um, 
you know but it, you know it's been an absolute blast being part of it and getting to know these guys and you know they are just you know a fantastic bunch of individuals and uh, work so hard the amount of work behind the scenes is just insane you know and uh, and I think that's part of the whole you know it's 10 years and you know it, I think we've we've told all the stories we want to tell and um, and everyone's put a lot of time and effort and I think it's just we've got to a, a natural point of, of closure for us as a podcast and uh, I think it's one of those things that when when it no longer feels like fun it starts to feel like work it's time to start calling it a day and I think that's where we've pretty much got to now so but uh, yeah so yeah I need to bring it down. Yeah, I need to bring it down. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Les, you need to bring us all back up again now. Right, okay, let's, go. See can, let's see what I can do. Use those improv skills, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the the first thing that I have to call out is just all the wonderful friends that I have made through this process. Not just everyone on the podcast, but all the people out there. So many brown coats, so many people that have come up, introduced themselves to me, have have given me, you know, I'm I'm a semi-introverted software engineer and I've had people come up to me in like restaurants I'm granted restaurants around Dragon Con but still like, are you Les Howard? I recognize your voice I'm like, wow I'm a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> I can be recognized and that's just you know that's an unexpected boost to one's ego it's a real fun kick. Um, so it just reminds me, because this is only the third time I've been to DragonCon, the, the second time we came to DragonCon, um, when we were in that, oh, it was in, the, is it, I think it was Mark Gunn had a music um, podcast the thing. Firefly Drinking Fire Song? No, it wasn't the Firefly Drinking Song, it was the one he was doing in the Western. The pub song? Yeah, no, oh, it was, um, oh, anyway, yes, he was, anyway. And um, so... I'm, in the, I'm wearing my Signal T-shirt, and uh, this um, you know, woman comes up to us. And she says, "Oh, I'm a huge fan of the Signal. It's very great." And so, "Oh, that's great!" Because like, hey, like over there is like Les and there's Kerry and there's Anna. and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like we're just fans, you know. But it's just like this whole gaggle of Signal people, and she's like, "Ah," and it's just really weird. It's like we still don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but also. I think something else that ties in very naturally with that that I'm very proud of that we've accomplished is I've had many other podcasters come and tell us how we have inspired them. And we, we, we got on the podcast bandwagon pretty early, maybe a year or two in, and there wasn't, you know... There wasn't a lot of... Shows out there, and there, people yeah, there were still figuring it out. People were doing different formats, and there's so many other shows that people have come up and thanked me because we were their inspiration. We helped get them started and show them that they could go out and take the thing they love and make a podcast about it. And I'm just, I'm so happy to have inspired, to been been a part of the crew and helped inspire all that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how true it is but i like to think that a lot of these fan casts that are out there for all these different shows you know we kind of started the ball rolling on that particular front because i think when we started most of the podcasts were i don't know things i listened to were uh, like um mark Gunn. was mark yeah the celtic celtic music news mm-hmm. was was probably techie, the first one stuff out there. a lot of tech yeah. stuff oh remember the whole what was it tech geek or or this week in this, this week, week in tech mm-hmm. and they were like we were so perky <laughs> Are the perky hosts of the signal? Like, yeah, and, and that one was thing. in the script. It had to be perky. <laughs> I love they had to be scripted to to be told to be perky. <laughs> yeah, actually, the signal was the first podcast I listened to. Wow, 
That, yeah. That's what I heard from a lot of people. It, it was the very first one in like 2006? Yeah. 2006. It was the first one. Um, I heard, let's see, I think I started at the, no, I started at the, um, with your holiday, your first holiday special, I think it was, and where you, you stuck had a, around. And I, I know crazy. that was kind of a nutty, yeah, that was kind of a nutty podcast. Um, you are lucky people. No, um, and uh, so yeah, that was the first one that I listened to, and from there it was mm-hmm. off and running to the races on other podcasts. But I listened to the Signal primarily for quite a while. Yay! You're welcome. Um, I, Another memory that just is sticks in my mind from my time with with the podcast was the interview we did with for the first Firefly fan film, Mosquito. Oh, Nathan. yeah, Nathan Town. Yeah. yeah, we recorded it in the basement of the Hyatt. We, yeah, we just uh, looked for a quiet, we found hallway. A quiet corner, pulled out our microphones, started recording. It was a blast. If you haven't seen Mosquito, go out there and see it. It's like a ten-minute short, and it's hilarious. Um, oh, um, when Ron Glass called me when I was at work, that was a pretty good moment. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The fact this, that this I had to drink whiskey to interview Adam Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have two shots of whiskey before we got on the phone with him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't do this. I'm so nervous. First season, we managed to get, what, five or six of the main crew yeah. um, celebrity interviews. And talk about being outside my comfort zone. You know, but I'd, I'd been reaching out. Have fun, out. Kara. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'd been reaching out to, um, to, to, their, um, to, to their people, trying to set up connections. And I hadn't really made that much... Con- connection with Ron Glass's people yet, and then suddenly I get a call on my cell phone from a number I don't recognize, and I pick it up, and he's like, "Hi, this is Ron Glass." I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh hello, Mr. Glass." <laughs> I was just, I, I was, you know, walking around a server room. I was not prepared for that on my phone. <laughs> I have to sit down. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with one final reminiscence. Good. No. <laughs> Craig's sitting over going, I gotta talk, I gotta talk. Um getting the opportunity to play Harry. Oh, I yeah. really enjoyed that. I feel it's the only voice that I have when I'm trying to do a different voice. I'm, I'm glad he gave it to me. I, I still don't find that many opportunities to use it, but I got it here in case I do. <laughs> On to you, Craig. <laughs> Thanks very much. That was, uh, yeah, that was a great memory. I, I'd almost forgotten about him. My, uh, uh, I was very pleased. I think what got me pointed toward the signal was I wrote an email in, uh, or I, I did an audio email, and I think, uh, I think Carrie said, oh, and if you ever want to do some voicing here on the signal, you really are welcome to do so. Well, I sort of have to take that because then, then I applied to come here. And I I'd come um, to DragonCon. I on, can honestly say I'm not sure what brought me here because I, I live in California and it's a little bit of a schlep. But um, you know, just uh, the just pointing out three and a half odd thousand yeah. miles. Yeah, it's not that much. well. I mean, you know, we got people, and then and then of course coming. Yeah, right. Okay, now it's now it's journey envy or whatever. I don't know distance envy. Um, 
but uh, it, I also was uh, not familiar. I hadn't been coming, so I came to to Dragon Con and saw this panel, saw the live show here, and attended a couple of podcast uh, panels and learned about this world. And uh, then when the opportunity or the invitation mm -hmm. came, then I thought I'd do it. And I, I do work, I'm a volunteer at a, a local public radio station in our town in Arcata, California. And uh, I have some edit, editing, editing. I don't have speaking skills. I have editing skills, and I also know I do do some DJing and some uh, uh, announcing, and so um, I thought it was a good fit, and I felt very welcome. And then when I sort of got the list of the types of work and jobs and how you do things, that that was a little intimidating. <laughs> um, and then getting the sort of what should we call them uh, very forceful suggestions of how to conduct yourself and how to do th certain things from certain parties, then we, um, then I, I really sort of straightened up and realized what I had to do. And it was a, it, it was, it was a great experience, a wonderful, wonderful learning experience in this, in the podcasting world. And, um, I'm just glad to have had the, had the opportunity to do it and learn, meet all these people and come here. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, very very rewarding. I, um, I, and I, I had to say that uh, getting a parsec was a great. That's I, it's still on our piano, and you know <laughs> I just feel really great. And um, and listening to anything written by Helen Eaton was <laughs> just a huge reward for me, and taught me a lot about writing, and taught me a lot about um, creating things that uh, are specifically audio content as opposed to literary content. I remember the year we lost our audio for the live show and we only had the audio because Craig was in the front row recording the whole thing. So Which that I didn't was do this one time. Right, <laughs> this one time, so don't lose this one. Um, yeah. yeah, this one right here is a classic. <laughs> yeah, I, part of the memories of the live show is for several years, Craig was right there in the front row, front row. videoing, and mm -hmm. that's how we knew who he was when he, you know, yep. when we needed somebody and he applied, and it was it was great. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, for me, well, my first uh, exposure to the signal was actually, um, so Kara and I used to work together, and she would, I would hear her talking about the signal podcast, and it was kind of like, you know, like, oh, oh and, you know, I should listen to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then she and I went to, came to Dragon Con, and she was like, well, I'm going to the signal live, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> so I went, I came along with her, and we were sitting in the in the room and there were all these fans and they were super excited and then the whole panel was up here and 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 uh they were doing interviews and they were and Kara kept winning prizes because <laughs> Wayne Hutchinson was doing trivia and she's uh, like, Oh I know that it's the day of the triffids or whatever. <laughs> um so <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah and um, and then Scott Alley was here, and he kept looking at us weird, like, I recognize this. Because Scott Alley lives in Portland, and we had seen him around at different events, and he kept staring at us. And I was like, Kara, he keeps looking at us like, I think I, I recognize those people, but I don't know why. <laughs> and so, and that was fun. And then, af but after I heard the panel, that's when I started downloading the show and listening to it and um, and really enjoying it. And I I liked it because... It was 
really, if you listen to pod, a lot of podcasts, and I do, um, the signal is unlike the majority of them out there. The majority of them out there are like talk shows where you're just sitting and listening to some people talking about various subjects, which is fine. But none of them are as highly produced as The Signal with series and segments and different recurring things. And um, and it was a lot of fun to hear that different take on podcasts. And one of the things that Kara and I ran into was at different conventions, they would do a podcasting panel on how to podcast or whatever. And every single one of the panelists was somebody who, who was on one of those chatty podcasts. And, and I thought, you guys are not getting a whole entire different perspective on this where you can actually do it like a variety show where you have different interesting things happening and they don't show up in every episode but you know they come back in two episodes or something so um and that was kind of a frustration for me like there's this whole other world of really well-made shows out there um that are produced and you know actually have a production schedule and this whole thing and so in 2000 in the end of 2007 they put out a call for uh, crew members and I applied and when I got the email welcoming me to the crew I seriously I jumped out of I worked worked in a cube I jumped out of my cube and ran down to Kara and was like she said I did I got in I got in I got in I was so excited <laughs> and it was amazing just um writing this stuff for uh the show and then they needed a uh, uh producer and I said well I'm gonna take that on I'm gonna try that out <laughs> whoa for those of I us who have I've done never, the producing it's mm. yeah it's it's a it's your production of a show is three weeks long and it is intense and and if you're a producer and Andy knows this you have to be on your writers constantly you have to be on your schedule constantly you have to be checking to make sure that people are getting things done you're sending out emails constantly where are where are these edits they were supposed to be in a day ago and they're not here yet okay okay I'll get to you know you're you are that's what producing is it's staying on top of people and making sure things get done on time and like Craig, the, one of the coolest moments was winning a Parsec. And it's just, the whole thing has been this amazing experience that actually um, I realized that I'm really good at putting things together and keeping on top of people. <laughs> like that is, that's actually a skill I have. And, um, and just the, and another thing that you learn is that creativity isn't just this moment of lightning striking, it's actually work. You have to actually put work into it. Um, and just amazing experience. I've met so many wonderful people. It's, you know, all these people, I'm running into them constantly at Dragon Con or just via email or just, you know, whatever. It's it's really awesome to be in touch with all of them and to know what's going on with them. And um, one of the fun things is telling people when I was working on the signal, like, oh, I work on a podcast. We're an international crew. We have people in... Um, in the United States, we have people in Australia, we have people in England, we have somebody in Tanzania. <laughs> that was because Helen, and that actually, I wanted to bring that up is um, Tanzania, for crying out loud, they didn't have electricity for 12 hours out of the day for a lot of times, and she still got her stuff written and recorded and edited and turned in. Like, <laughs> just amazing. And her stuff had the best background noises. I know. Uh, yeah, trust me, <laughs> if you've edited Helen's stuff, like, oh, we've got to stop now, like the noise, the rain on the tin roof, and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just amazing. Just, and, you know, she, 
a lot of the ideas that she came up with to share were because she had to take hour-long bus rides to places and she's like oh I was listening to this and I thought it would be fun to talk about what it what it's like to just listen to uh, the show and not actually watch it and just I mean can you imagine I just can't even it blows my mind <laughs> it just blows my mind anyway um, so yeah the the whole experience of working on the signal was just a joy uh, okay let me rephrase that <laughs> it was a lot of work and it was worthwhile that is what it, it's totally worthwhile yeah <laughs> so so we've, we've only got a couple of minutes left um, so if, I don't know if anyone's got any questions or anything they want to ask at all um We'll also take statements. <laughs> we'll also take statements. Checks. Checks. Yeah. Checks. If you want to give us those nickels back. Okay, so I guess we are carrying on a Dragon Con tradition. Of and crickets. Yes. <laughs> Yay! We wanted our own awkward pause. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Okay. Insert, okay. insert audience awkward Thank you all for coming. Oh, oh wait. No, it's usually yeah. really is. is the PS? Just yeah, crickets. it really is. Yeah. Usually just, yeah. Yeah. It's, really it's just silence. We all I just kind of sit here for a minute. I even wrote on the. I even wrote on the. Oh, standing person. Not to make you nervous. Hello, I'm Owie. And Hi. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for the 10 years. It's been amazing. I've been listening since the beginning. Oh, wow. And uh, like Les said, uh, you did inspire me to become a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Great. So uh, I appreciate that. Awesome. What's, what's your podcast? Yeah, what's, what's your, your podcast? show? Uh, the Quantum Leap Podcast. Oh, oh nice. Podcast. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. Sally. Yeah, you're welcome. Great. Nope, yeah, I did te- not open the floodgate. Okay. <laughs> but it's 100% more than... <laughs> That's right. We've seen a 100% increase yeah. in... I'm going to go home and fit a curve to that. <laughs> but, but thank you all, thank you all for listening to us. Yeah. Wait, oh, I have one you. more thing. Yeah. Okay. I first met Les at... Um, we had a, a bar camp mm-hmm. for podcasters here in yes. Atlanta. And um, I was doing a Rocky Horror picture <laughs> show themed podcast. And we were trying to get all the um, Firefly people to mm-hmm. play parts in Rocky Horror. <laughs> I remember because you had that thing you did where you did like the the, the uh, fantasy casting of Rocky right. Horror. You'd put it into different genres. Who would you put in as oh, that's, Rocky? That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, we were trying to do James Bond villains, but the guy never showed up. To do it. <laughs> but oh, that's God. how we met. Awesome. Uh, and I remember that. That was a lot of fun. No? I, remember yeah, we, I miss that podcast a lot. We stole a conference room in the corner of that um, center and just you know, yeah. did our 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Now I kind of want to wonder who we would have as Rocky Horror uh, in the Rocky Horror Picture Show from like Firefly. Like who yeah. would be we who? We can't open that discussion because we're, we're out of time. Oh, no. Out of time. Yeah. It's 11 o'clock. Darn. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you all very much. Bye. Bye.